What is up, everybody? Good morning. It is Saturday, September 11th. We are back and better than ever on Brute Best, presented by Pale Horse Coffee, where the coffee is strong and the bed is stronger. I'm joined by my co-host, JT, of Sports Shift Media. JTZ, how are we doing this weekend, man? Uh, doing good. Ready for some football. Uh, uh, there's going to be a lot going on with it being the 9-11 holiday. A lot of my picks actually kind of revolve around that. Uh, so uh, I'm oh. interested to see what your opinion is on it. Well, I don't, I don't like being teased, and you just hit me with a great <laughs> teaser. I'm, I'm interested to see how we're going to correlate our bets to the 9-11 thing. And, of course, we want to pay homage and respect to all those that were involved, all those lives that were lost. Um, I know it's been 20 years, but you never forget something like that. I'm sure we could go through the rigmarole and everyone could tell us where we were, what we were doing, how old we were. Um, I ne- I personally didn't lose anybody. Um, I don't know of anybody personally that lost somebody, but this country lost a lot that day. And um, we definitely want to honor and remember those people. So thank you for, for those that have come before us. And we will hopefully have a winning record to... <laughs> to kind of show for it here. So I'm ready to get to some picks because I, there's a lot of action this weekend and, and I'm excited to get to what we have going on. Uh, For first week of both college and NFL, obviously uh, we're here Saturday morning. So we're going to talk about college first. So before we get into the picks, we'll just go over a little bit of what happened last week and what it's been like overall. Uh, We had a bit of a, a, Tough run there as the day evolved on Saturday. We were on a good run, hmm. and then that afternoon late slate just hit us hard. Uh, um, overall, I'm 12-8-1. and one. Brandon, uh, uh, I think those last four bets of the night, really, uh, they all could have swung either way, but you end up 5-10 and 10 overall on the season so far. Hmm. Well, we're down about eight units as a whole, but we're ready. We got a long weekend of football. Um, started last night with a good or two two nights ago with the Cowboys Bucks. What a and, game! Uh, yeah, what a game! Um, Lost that bet too, by the way. Uh, still salty. I actually had the Cowboys, so I won money. I uh, had them plus the spread, but I also had them money line. So I was really hoping to pull that one out and get a big win. Nice. But uh, we're ready to get into the college games. Um, anything you got before we uh, get into this? No, just always remember, ladies and gentlemen, if the first week of any new sports season starts with you going undefeated with your bets, (laughs) that is an omen that you are about to get slammed for the next couple of weeks. Um, But I'm ready to redeem myself. I feel very confident this weekend. I know we say that a lot. And typically when we say that, our picks go pretty well. So I'm going to say it twice and hopefully not cancel anything out. I'm very excited for these picks. So I say we go ahead and get to it. All right, let's do it. All right, my first pick out of the gate. We're going to do a little a little bit of heavyweights in the in the Power 5s, right? We've got the class of the Pac-12 in recent years. People don't kill me on social, okay? <laughs> I know there's UCLA and USC and Stanford. I I know that. But I don't think anybody can argue that over the last let's say decade, the Pac-12 has run through Oregon, all right? So you've got the class of the Pac-12 going up against the class of the Big 12 and tip or I'm sorry, the Big 10 in Ohio State. And typically when we get games like this, it's the same thing with the with the Pac-12s in the in the BCS games and the Pac-12s in the in the playoff system when they get to big boy football, so to speak, the the controlling the line of scrimmage, the bigger bodies, the not so air raid offensive systems, if you will. The Pac-12 seems to get the brains beat out 
every single time. And I think that that's a lot of the reason why the line is so heavy. Currently, when I placed my bet on this, it was plus 14 and a half. Ohio State was favored by 14 and a half. So Oregon's getting the points. And I'm here to tell you right now, I think that that's a facade. I really do. I love Oregon going on the road and keeping this within two and a half touchdowns or two touchdowns and a half of a point. I don't think Ohio State is going to run away with this. I think that the athletes are there for Oregon. I don't think it's going to be. It's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be Ohio State beating the brakes off of them like always, or we're going to have a shootout. I don't know that Oregon is going to be able to stop Ohio State, but mm-hmm. I don't think Ohio State's going to be able to stop Oregon enough to beat them by two touchdowns. So that's my first pick coming out the gate here. I love the system that they're running out there in Oregon. I love the quarterbacks that have come through over the last couple of years. Shout out Justin Herbert. He's my fantasy quarterback in five of my six leagues. Love Justin Herbert. Love the things going on in Oregon. So I'm taking the Ducks. I don't know what uniform combo they're going to have. They'll probably have one in the first half and one in the second half, but I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. Go Ducks. I'm taking y'all plus 14 and a half. I like that pick. I've been back and forth on this game all week. I'm probably going to have about three or four different plays on this when it finally gets to be game time. But at the moment, I don't know what to expect from Oregon's defense. I really thought highly of them last week. I talked about them. I thought they were going to beat the brakes off of Fresno State. And Fresno really hung around there when Kevon Thibodeau Thibodeau went out with the injury. He was in a boot Mm -hmm. all week. I don't really know the status. Should be back. Should be back. Yeah. Early report yesterday morning was that he was healthy enough to give it a go. Okay. So that changes things because he is, he causes havoc on that field. But I still think Ohio State is going to be able to move the ball and score at will. I I think this team all season long, when they come off the bus, they're going to score 40. So for that reason, I, I like your pick because I think Oregon can keep up a little bit. But my first pick is Ohio State team total over 38 and a half. I think this Ooh. could be an up and down game where Oregon gets into the 30s, Ohio State gets into the uh, 40s. So uh, that's what I'm taking. If you if you agree with me, the over is also probably a good pick. I'm just afraid of Oregon's offense a little bit, so I'm going to stay away from them and just trust the Buckeyes. Yeah, the only thing that scares me about taking over 38 and a half with one team is that Oregon, you're right, they do not have a defense that really scares you, right? Mm-hmm. But what they do have is a massive amount of talent a massive amount of speed and a massive amount of athleticism. And I think that can lead to some weird turnovers, just like we saw on Thursday night in the Dallas Tampa Bay game. There were some odd turn. Tampa Bay had four turnovers. There were just some odd turnovers, balls getting punched Mm -hmm. out, balls getting tipped guys going low because they have to, because they're smaller. I think you're going to see some of that. I think you could see some possessions taken away from Ohio state just on some weird, weird stuff. Um, so a 38 and a half for one side is a little high for me to take, but I do see where I guess what I'm saying is if, if it, that's the only way Ohio state stays under that there is if Oregon can, yeah. can force some turnovers and take some possessions away. I really hate that number, but I also like the over. So I'm down with it, JT. I can get down with that. I don't know that I would place more than one unit <laughs> on it, but I, I, I can get down with that. Okay. All cool. right. So my second bet. 
This is going to seem weird, but I love this game. This is Syracuse <laughs> versus Rutgers. All right. This is a battle of woefulness, right? Both of these squads are awful. I took Syracuse last week to lose to Mac Powerhouse Ohio, right? And all Syracuse did was go out there and win. I think it was 31 to 3. Beat the crap out of Miami. <laughs> and I don't know that Rutgers is better than Miami. If you put Miami, Ohio and Rutgers in a matchup and they play 10 games, I think Rut- I think Rutgers or Miami probably wins six, maybe seven of those matchups, right? I mean, they're, it's just different. The Rutgers are not good at football. I love you, the Scarlet Knights. I love watching basketball games at the rack when y'all are competitive and ranked. It's a great environment for college basketball, but this is college football and y'all just ain't it. So I don't think there is any issue whatsoever with Syracuse winning this game outright. I don't like the spread. When I looked at the spread, it was about three and a half to Syracuse. And that's just a weird number for me. I I try to stay away from half points if I can, unless I'm getting them. And I don't like getting three and a half with Miami because I, again, I think Syracuse wins this game outright. So I'm taking the Syracuse money line and I'm running with it. Uh, I'm going to just uh, wish you good luck on that one. I have no interest at having to sit down and watch that whole game to see if I win that bet. So, uh, yeah, all, all props to you for picking that game. But uh, It's a battle in New York, JT. Yeah, it's a battle true. for New York. Uh, I'm, I'm close by to New York, but I'm, I'm still staying away from it. My next pick, <laughs> we, we teased it in the beginning. It's, uh, it's kind of it's a principal pick for me. I, I have made a lot of money on this bet over the years and uh, I'm going air force Navy under 40 and a half. And here's my stat mm. service Academy unders when two teams, uh, two service academies play since 2005, the under is 38, nine and one. That that's a, Ooh. and I believe in the last, in the last two years, it's like six or five, one and one. So like the under just always hits in these games. It's always option teams that are just going to try to run the ball down your throat. There's not a lot of possessions. Sometimes you only get one possession per quarter. So for that reason, I'm going under. It started at 45 and a half and it's all the way down to 40 and a half. But I don't see this game getting uh, above 35. So uh, if you look last week, Marshall played Navy. Navy had 25 dropbacks where they tried to throw the ball. They got sacked on nine of them. That's a huge percentage. You don't see anywhere close to that anywhere else in college football. So when they do try to throw, it's not going to go well. They're not going to be any big plays down the field. They're going to just try to to have 20 play drives that choose a bunch of clock up. And for that reason, there's not going to be a lot of points scored. You know, I really like that because what you did, JT, whether you meant to or not, is you painted a visual picture in my head. So now what I'm sitting here thinking is all the games I watch between the armed forces schools, right? Then there's three. You got Air Force, Army, and Navy. And when I think back, it's typically around Thanksgiving that I see these games or maybe somewhere in the December area. And they're always barn burners in the sluggish sense Mm -hmm. right they're always low always 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 except for a couple of years when navy had a quarterback i think maybe two or three years ago um and they put up like 45 points so (laughs) 
I am with you. And I think you just talked me into a new bet. I don't think I have enough bets. I only have four for this second week of college football. Um, I, I've got a lot of stuff going on and I like to watch the games I bet on. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a bet it and forget it type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I might throw that one in there, though, and actually bet it and forget it. I, I love the stat. I love the visual it painted. I can see this staying under. It should stay under, and the stats back it up. Love it, it that. Always, bet. It always feels good to talk somebody into a bet. <laughs> Absolutely. It feels worse when they lose that bet. But we'll talk about that <laughs> next week and see if we have anything negative to say. Let's go to my third pick, and I think that this is an overreaction on this line here. So you've got Appalachian State traveling to Hard Rock Stadium to take on the Miami Hurricanes, the U, as much flack as we gave them and as much pain as they caused me. And, you know, it wasn't really pain. It was a principal bet that I made with them against Alabama. My theory was if the U is actually back the way that they say they are, they're not going to lose by more than three touchdowns to Miami. I don't care or to Alabama. I don't care how good Alabama is. You're getting the athletes. Miami can recruit. They've got nationally ranked recruiting classes. You should be able to hang and keep it within a certain amount, of, within three touchdowns, right? Or at least mm-hmm. if it's going to be three over three, it's going to be going away. That didn't happen. They got the break speed off of them. <laughs> so here comes Vegas and they say, hey, Appalachian State versus Miami, minus seven and a half is what the FanDuel line was when I bet this bet. There is no way Appalachian State is within a touchdown of this team. You can't just say Miami got the break speed off of them and now they're awful. It was Alabama who just strictly recruits all the grown men with eligibility left in our country and puts them in a roll of tide uniform. Miami was the 14th ranked team in the country for a reason. Their recruiting class has proved that, right? Have they made any significant strides? Not necessarily, but I don't, the U Miami home game looking to make a statement off of the big butt whooping they just got. Give me the Canes minus the seven and a half. I don't typically like to lay touchdowns in games that look Appalachian State's not a bad team. We know about Appalachian State. See Virginia Tech. See Michigan. See some of the other teams that they've got a pretty impressive resume for upsets. I just don't think this one is it. Miami has too much to prove. It's their home opener. So they'll probably have like 2,500 people in the stadium. It's going to be. I don't think it's going to be close. I'm taking the Canes minus seven and a half. Go you. Yeah. I. So there's something with Appalachian state that I, I'm not sure why people are so high on them this year. I wasn't a huge fan of that game last week. Uh, and they won, but it, it wasn't anything too impressive. And you're right. Miami was just going up against a different world team. And De'Aaron King looked okay. I was, they tried to not put him into too many situations going up against that beast of a defensive line to try to put him in situations that he could get hurt again or, mm-hmm. or anything serious happened. So I think they open up the playbook a little bit against App State, and I, I could see them putting up a lot of points. And that's a great point you just made. I don't think that Miami showed the full playbook against Alabama. When you go with a season opener against Alabama and the rest of your season is ahead of you, you also have to understand that everything you do on that field is a blueprint and evidence for the rest of the teams you have to play. If mm-hmm. that if that game was played in week nine, week 10, I think, you, I think Miami sends the house. I don't know after what I watched if that really changes the outcome at this particular point. It's hard to say, but 
I think that you make a really good point. I don't think they showed the full playbook because they still have the ACC to go through. They still have aspirations of winning the Coastal and getting a shot at Clemson, most likely, in the ACC championship in Charlotte. So I think you'll see a lot more of the packages this week. And Mm -hmm. I'm with you. um, And I'm glad you're with me because two people thinking the same thing (laughs) normally normally leads to some money. Yeah, definitely. So my next pick, I'm going with another service academy. You've got Army and Western Kentucky. You know that I'm deep into the football stats whenever I'm going with an Army Western Kentucky pick. I'm going way off the board. but (laughs) The Hilltoppers. Army's going to come up fired up. They're doing a bunch of cool stuff down there uh, before the game, 4-9-11. I think the boys are going to come out pumped up, ready to go. And they've got a decent offense this year, so they're going to move the ball, uh, go up and down the field a little bit on Western Kentucky and then Western Kentucky on the other side, they played last week and their quarterback threw for seven touchdowns. Uh, I believe that was the, that was the final number. So army's defense isn't great. So this could be a, just a track meet uh, at least for the first half. So uh, what's it set at 52. I think that a little bit of that is because of army, because of being a service Academy, but they throw the ball more than some of these other service academies so i see this game i have my number that i had for it was 61 so you've got a nine point uh nine point nine point cushion there so i'm ready to go with that and uh i guess with you having only a few picks you want me to you want me to go back to back here because i doubt that you have much to say about that one since it's so off the board no i mean stats never lie right they can tell different stories but they never lie i love the pick yeah hit us with one more jt Okay, so I'm going Akron team total under 23 and a half. The Zips. Yeah, the Zips. Anybody that watched, uh, they, they're they one of the, I would put them in the bottom five of all of college football, possibly number one. They, they looked terrible last week. They didn't even de- deserve to be on the same field as, now I'm drawing a blank on who, who they played. I definitely tuned into that for like, two seconds to see i can tell you with full certainty i have no clue who akron played last week <laughs> it, it was it was a power five school but they, they beat the brakes off of them they're going up against it wasn't 10. auburn was it oh yes it was auburn it was okay. auburn auburn put up 60 i believe well oh. on the on the other side temple went up against rutgers and if anybody saw that score rutgers also put up 60 but if you watched any of that game temple's quarterback had five turnovers so there was a lot of turnover luck in that game that caused it uh, some freak plays. I think Temple's a lot better of a team than what they showed last week. And going up against an Akron team, I think their defense is going to really want to make up for that terrible showing last week. And I could see Akron maybe getting to 14, but three touchdowns and a field goal, this offense just doesn't have it in them. Yeah, that's a lot to ask for sure. Um I don't know enough about Akron to to really say one way or another. There's no time to talk about. <laughs> no, I mean, anytime you get sixty hung up, how much did they score? Did they did they score? Um, Akron, I'm pulling it up now. Uh, I forgot to write down their score from last week. They um, they put up ten points, and I believe the touchdown was in the fourth. All ten points were in the fourth quarter when it was sixty to nothing. Mm. Okay. Well, hey, look, I'm rolling with it. It's not enough for me to throw <laughs> out there because I don't even know what subscriber would show me the Akron game. But 
Probably nobody. <laughs> I, it sounds it sounds like a pretty solid bet, and I'm happy for you that you found it. Again, JT with the stats, hitting hard, dropping knowledge. I love it. All right, so for my last college pick, I'm breaking the cardinal rule in gambling. <laughs> and what is that rule, JT? That is, we never bet on our own team. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> you never, ever bet with your heart. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to absolutely bet with my heart. So we got the Fighting Illini of Illinois traveling to Scott Stadium, to Charlottesville, Virginia, to take on the University of Virginia Cavaliers. I am not going to be in attendance at this game. I had tickets to go to this game, and I chose to golf instead. (laughs) So I'm not going to be watching that. But UVA minus 10. In the two games that Illinois has played, that's correct, they were one of the week zero or week one, week half, however y'all like to call it. They were part of that squad. So they've had two weeks of evidence to give me to make this pick. In the game against Nebraska, Illinois allowed 160 rushing yards. Nebraska is awful. Scott Frost, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Scott Frost. He came back to his alma mater to ruin it. I don't know what's going on. But Nebraska getting 160 rushing yards is not good. It says more about the Illini than it does about Nebraska. So then you say, okay. Then they get University of Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, right? Should be an easy game. I think actually in team totals, uh, we took this game for Illinois to win, right? Mm-hmm. What did Illinois do? Illinois went out there and allowed 217 rushing yards to UTSA. <laughs> what? So what that tells me, <laughs> tells anybody who understands how numbers work, Illinois is not very good at stopping the run, right? You can run all over them. Mm-hmm. In their one game so far, UVA put up a team total of about 155 rushing yards across nine different ball carriers while also putting up over 300 yards rushing or 300 yards passing and getting 11 different receivers the ball. Brandon Armstrong, our quarterback who loves to scramble, had two rushing TDs himself. If Robert and I is any type of offensive coordinator at all, this ball will be on the ground a lot. And with the dynamic playmakers that UVA has in the play action game, I don't see this being close. If UVA is anything that we've expected them to be this year, which is for me, I think they're a seven, eight win team. They do have a very brutal schedule, but I think this is a seven, eight win team. You have to take care of business with Illinois. Illinois is a, a wheeling program that has not a lot of positivity surrounding it. And they're giving up rushing yards by the hundreds, right? by the hundreds, to teams that can't run the ball. UVA can run the ball, and UVA can do different things on offense with their dynamic playmakers. I like UVA running away with this one, hopefully by 20 or more, but I think they cover the 10 very comfortably. Yeah, I I think you're right on there. You usually don't like to bet against your own team, but we said that's the rule. But in terms of an Illinois team that's probably going to finish near the bottom of the Big Ten, that there was a little bit of, over, uh, of an overreaction with the Nebraska win, but I still think that defense as a whole um, got propped up a little bit by how bad Nebraska is. So I, I think UVA runs away with this one. We were both very high on them to start the season, so they, yeah. they should they, they should get a double-digit victory here. And one more thing too, this is a big game for the ACC, right? So there's a big a big debate about, you know, the ACC not being a football conference outside of Clemson and, you know, a couple of teams in the past. 
And what you just said is absolutely correct. Illinois is a bottom feeder in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. If the ACC wants to be respected at all, at all, you cannot have a middle of the pack to a top tier ACC team losing to the bottom dweller in the Big Ten. Can't have it. This is a big game for a lot of reasons, and I just really feel like it's comfortable. So, JT, what else do we have? Uh, let's go to Texas. Uh, the uh, the first game in Steve Sark- Sarkeesian's era uh, in Austin looked pretty good. They beat a decent uh, Louisiana Lafayette team. I I think that when we look back at that game, um, it'll be a shock at why Texas was only a touchdown favorite because uh, I it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I made money on that one and. I think Vegas uh, Vegas was confused to start the season, but now they're going against an Arkansas team that they were down 17 points in the second half last week. They end up covering somehow. They, they had a 19-point spread and covered it after being down that many points. Um, there, there's just something, something about Arkansas that I think they're going to be able to score but they're not going to be able to stop Texas at all. So this this turns into a track meet. It's exactly what Steve Sarkeesian wants it to be. All gas, no brakes. Uh, Sark will want to also showcase how he can compete against an SEC team with Texas probably heading there uh, next year. Arkansas, they're, they're going to want to play an open spread offense and move the ball quick. And Texas's secondary hasn't been tested yet. That Louisiana Lafayette team didn't really spread things out. They tried to run more of a uh, more of a NFL style offense, kind of up the middle. So I think these uh, these corners could be tested, and I don't think it's going to be good for them. So I don't know who wins the game. Texas might squeak this one out, but I'm just going mm. over the 56. Yeah, I like that. It's hard to. In order to go over 56, Texas has to have a good game, right? And there's just certain teams that I don't like, and it's got nothing to do with the with the fandoms or anything like that. <laughs> Texas is one of those teams for me. Uh, to be to be fully transparent, Michigan is one of those teams for me. I can't stand Michigan. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I just don't like them, right? I don't oh. like Texas. Can't stand Texas. So it's hard for me to, to say, hey, great bet on a bet that requires Texas to do well. But I think it's a great bet. I think this is a shootout and all the things you said. I think you get this one comfortably. All right. Uh, we'll move on then. This is probably my favorite game of the week because I think uh, I think that Vegas is still a little... I think they're still trying to figure some things out on some teams. And I think I have a leg up on this one where I'm taking a team plus the points and I'm going to also take them money line, not for our bets, but I will be placing that bet separately. The pick is Missouri plus five going up Mm. against Kentucky. Kentucky won last week and they had Will Levis at quarterback kind of, he showed out a little bit in their first game, but I think I think it's a big overreaction. I I think that when it all is said and done at the end of the year, Missouri is going to be higher ranked than Kentucky. Missouri is just a better football team. They've got a defense that is going to be able to get pressure on Will Levis and kind of bring him back down to earth. Louisiana Monroe was able to get a lot of people open on offense, but Mm. they, they're a bad team. They've got a bad quarterback. They weren't able to hit him, but they got a lot of good opportunities from that Wildcat defense. 
So I, I think Missouri comes in, is able to score some points on them, and they've got a good enough defense to slow Kentucky down. I love that. Another solid pick. Then let's see here. I'll, I'll go my next pick. I'm going Texas A&M first half minus nine. They head out to Colorado. The one thing I noticed last week, I was kind of waiting to bet on Texas A&M until I saw them actually play a game. They're playing fast-paced, um, unlike any Jimbo Fisher or Texas A&M team really has. Uh, Jimbo loves to just kind of be methodical, um, slowly work his way down the field. But when you're recruiting kids from Texas, they're playing these spread offenses in high school that they just want to run, 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 and get down the field as quick as possible. And I think that's why he kind of struggled his first few years there is that he was having a tough time adjusting to the players he has. But last week, they really showed that he's willing to change and run a different offense. I think they run up and down the field on the Buffaloes in the first half. I think that things could get a little weird where they rest some players and could get backdoored on, I think it's an 18 or 19 point spread in the second half. So I'll probably live bet that one, depending on how things are going. But mm. I, I trust myself getting nine in the first half to the, see this game in the double digits. All right. And then we got one more here. You got two bets on the same game, Washington and Michigan. Take us through that. So I'm taking Washington plus seven and the under 48 and a half. I think that the plus seven for Washington is a huge overreaction to losing to Montana last week. There were a lot of weird things that happened. Um, if you look back to the, the spread when this game opened about a month ago, um, Michigan was a one-point favorite. The, the now Washington, you've lost six points here, and I don't see this Washington team being six points worse than what we saw or what we thought they would be a couple weeks ago. Four receivers were out for them last week in that Montana game, so they didn't have any of their weapons. The line played really bad. I don't think they'll play that bad the rest of the season. The The tempo for both teams keeps this game close, and yeah, I'm just kind of betting against what the public has played. The public has played this game up to Michigan minus seven, and I, I think it's too much. Okay. And on the, on the under um, – the tempo for these two teams, I kind of mentioned it a second ago, Washington plays the 104th slowest offense in the country. And then Michigan plays at the 122nd slowest as of what last week's stats showed us. Michigan lost Ronnie Bell. So that's going to hurt their offense. He's gone for the season. It handicaps their ability to go vertical, which is something that they kind of want to do at least five or six times a game and hope that it hits a couple times uh, to get them on the board. Two young quarterbacks going up against a good Washington defense, despite all the struggles of against Montana last week, that defense kept them in the game. What was the final score? 12 to nine or something like that. It, it wasn't like, good. The, the defense did its job. So I think they can disguise things and confuse these young Michigan quarterbacks and uh, Washington has no desire to go fast. So under 48, it's a low total, but I'm still taking it. I love that. And and here's my, you know, there's different trends that you fade, right? And one of the trends that I fade is any team getting points against Michigan, because Michigan. when's the last time Michigan blew anybody out? Since it, I mean, when? Yeah, do, do we really see Michigan winning this by more than a touchdown? Absolutely not. Right now. 
And it's, I mean, Michigan's putting the same product on the field. I don't know what, I don't know what the boosters were doing extending Jim Harbaugh. Like, I don't know what they see. It blows my mind that someone can be so (laughs) mediocre and lose to all the teams you're supposed to compete with and get extended and keep your job. It just blows my mind. But I can tell you one thing. If a team is getting more than five points, take them. I don't care if it's at Michigan. I don't care if it's the national. I don't care. Take it and run with it. With that, we are done. That is week two of college football here on Brood Bets. Again, if you have any problems with gambling, please reach out to 1-800-GAMBLER. Use their all their resources to get the help that you need. Always bet responsibly. Stay safe. Make sure you check out our sponsored Pale Horse Coffee. Plug in promo code BROODBETS to get 10% off your online order for pickup or delivery. For JT, I'm BJ of Sports with BJ. We'll see you all next week.